0: So is this on? Yes, it is. Good afternoon. I'm Dick Hudson, and I'm joined by Matt Bush. We're with Keeker Logistics Group. Keeker is um, one of the nation's largest systems integration companies. Um, these seminars are presented as, as in an educational format. Um, our qualifications are, as an integrator, we're able to um, offer an independent analysis and investigation across a wide range of technology and equipment, and then utilize experience across a wide range of applications, and then support the deployment and long-term life cycle of of the given solution. So determining which robotic solutions will best enable your business. There are numerous challenges faced by your business. First of all, everybody knows about this today, there's an extreme labor shortage and increased rates of turnover. At the same time, the market increasingly demands more speed, order turnaround, order response time. Labor force is faced with the three Ds, dull, dirty, and dangerous jobs. Everyone is looking for better space utilization of the storage space and the business process space they already occupy. The order quality and order accuracy um, must be at, at a very high level. At the same time, we've got a proliferation of the stock keeping unit base. Uh, Years ago, we'd see 5,000 SKUs in an entire facility. Today, we can see over 100,000. So there's a lot more uh, smaller increments of inventory. And going down this path, there's also a whole range of business fears. The robotics, the diversity of that technology as it emerges is constantly changing. You can, you know, easily be steered down the path of choosing, you know, not the best or the right technology. At the same time, there's uh, new suppliers emerging all the time. There's a lot of consolidation activity, and there's also suppliers that just cease to exist at some point. So sorting out how much of of the noise that you hear is hype and what's real is one of the biggest challenges. And if you venture down the wrong path, you can end up with a lack of flexibility for continuing operations and the ability to redeploy that technology. You also have a challenge with some of the technologies being able to maintain it internally with your own staff members and avoid the single point of failure. The last thing on this list is a you know, proof of concept, developing in the use case, and then moving forward into the actual implementation when you have that proof of concept. But there is no silver bullet. It's all, um, It's a uh, process that is multifaceted. So the use case uh, would be. This diagram shows that your your use case goals could be one or several of those. You know, labor turnover, training time, increasing throughput, increase that space utilization, improve the safety and the ergonomics for the workers. Um, developing those, then you can identify which technologies and equipment present the best opportunities, then sort through a selection process, again, narrowing down the members of that group, making sure that those use case goals are met through the entire process, and then initiating a pilot, and finally, the adoption and the deployment. Now, lack of apparent You know, focus on the use case is is the most common reason why the the, uh, proof of concept purgatory exists. So start with a set of clear questions and make sure that the technology chosen fulfills those goals. And don't be driven by simple love of technology. Um, make sure that the hard questions get answered first. And then once all that process is done, um, eliminate all this noise and go all in. Focus on that use case. So what are the robotic solutions that we're going to look at today? Uh, Autonomous mobile robots, AMRs, and then automated storage and retrieval systems, and finally the emerging technology we'll touch on is the robotic piece picking. So autonomous mobile robots or AMRs and then their sister technology automated guided vehicles are uh, growing at a compounded rate of 34% a year. This is uh, from data from Logistics IQ. The AGVs are a little bit older technology. They would follow a fixed or defined path. There's there's either um, a wire or magnets or some other technology embedded in that path. Um, They're they're very simple devices. The AMRs that are emerging now, they can navigate in uncontrolled space. They're using technology such as LIDAR to map the entire facility. They can handle obstructions or undefined space and still complete the given mission. Um, which gives the, the AMR the ability to be reprogrammed and, and redeployed very rapidly. So what does this rate of growth mean to the end user? You're gonna over time have even more choices, but we should see some economies of scale, and again, consolidation of suppliers. There'll be definite market leaders emerging. So for the AMRs, we've got four primary types. We've got picking or order fulfillment, freight or transportation, AMRs. Uh, third, flexible sortation, where the AMRs are providing what is typically done with conveyor sortation, but they're doing it um, in a completely un- 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 unrestricted environment. And then last, there's unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs are commonly known as drones, that are Doing various tasks out there for inventory and equipment management, monitoring, and as we all see in the news, they're being purported for um, small item high speed delivery. Some of the benefits of AMRs you know, their business adaptability, improved speed and accuracy, uh, control of operational costs the speed of implementation and adaptability. Their scalability, it's easy to add additional robots. And along those same lines, we're seeing offers for robotics as a service, where you can just add vehicles as seasonal needs or business growth changes. Um, That can be either a long-term or short-term strategy. And then the systems are portable, so we can move them between facilities quite easily or parts of large facilities. So that first type is the AMR goods to person system. And this is uh, that mobile inventory that's stored in racks and then delivered to a uh, efficient picking and order fulfillment station. Doesn't utilize the vertical space in a, in a tall building very well. but can deliver all those small small items to a central area. Um, generally, we can decrease labor by half or more, and improve the efficiency of a single worker four to six times. And because they're working in an ergonomic design space, we can reduce the potential for injuries. The payback claim period is anywhere from one and a half to three years, and deployment in four to eight months. That's not as much equipment delivery as it is we have to have all of the shelving units compatible with the AMRs. But there is a lot of flexibility in that space because those units are fixed. They can be easily rearranged. The other type would be person two goods. In this case, the AMR is uh, assigned to a zone and a a particular picker or group of pickers in the warehouse. There's still the walking that's associated, uh, but it it can be deployed to your traditional warehouse very quickly. Um, It's not going to decrease the labor much, it's just going to take the transportation burden off. At the same time, it may eliminate uh, fixed assets like conveyors that could actually block uh, future growth. But it will improve the efficiency um, of the entire operation by two to two and a half times. Again, the the payback period ranges from eight months to a year and a half, much shorter. Over the longer term, the potential may be lower, um, as any growth would dictate more throughput. Um, Very easily implemented since it utilizes the existing equipment, doesn't require all new, and it works in that traditional um, zone design and mates with existing labor force. The third type of AMR would be freight or transportation, so it can just it move pallets or parcels, containers with picked orders between you know point A and point B, but mostly reduces labor that's dedicated strictly to transportation. So we can decrease, uh, decrease our labor content by 40 or 50 percent. And improve the efficiency two to four times. Payback can be eight man- months to a year and a half, and very rapid deployment, three to eight months. The AMR for freight or transportation is very flexible, easy to redeploy it and retask it with new missions. And again, scalable, easy to add additional capacity by adding additional robots. We'll go on to ASRS.
1: Thank you, Dick. So, looking at ASRS, um, just a general overview: it places and retrieve loads can handle cases, bins of eaches, or pallets, and it's also defined flexible storage locations. So, those storage locations can be either fixed. Are a variable and typically in today's environment they are a variable. So if you notice, we've got a compounded annual growth rate of 10% for ASRS, but there are some segments within this section that are growing at a much faster rate. Um, so, cube based storage right now is forecasted to grow at a 30% um, annual growth rate. So some of the benefits with ASRS is the high volume throughput, but really two two of the biggest things on this page that come to mind when you're looking at ASRS, hey, I really need to save space. I don't wanna add on to my building. That's a good application for ASRS. You're going to avoid cost avoid that that more real estate or, or more building. Also, it's going to reduce, reduce the um, replenishment time, your processes associated with transportation. So those are, those are really two key benefits of ASRS. So looking at the type, so ASRS has been around for quite some time. Going back in time, I think uh, the first technology on this page is the horizontal carousels. that came around back in the 1950s. If you think back then, there wasn't a lot of computing power nor software out there. So as the software and computing power caught up, we saw much more um, different variations of ASRS. So really um, moving through the vertical carousels, and the unit loads; those were really close behind those horizontal carousels, and then we started seeing mini loads and VLMs in the mid mid eighties to mid nineties start emerging. So that's really when the um, PC and software were catching up to the hardware. So the focus that we're go- going to look at today is really the what's been a- coming on in the since the 2000s and uh, in more recent years is both shuttles and Q-based storage. So we're really gonna dive in and and see what makes the most sense for you um, as you look forward to uh, enhancing your operations. So looking at operational factors, so advantages Um, from a cube-based storage that stick out as the initial capital investment and also uptime. So with the cube-based storage, unlike the shuttles, there's no single point of failure. With the shuttle, you have a lift. If that lift goes down, you're losing that whole bay of storage that you've got behind it that's feeding that one lift. Also, looking at the shuttles, um, so it's got a couple of advantages over over the cube-based storage. Um, one of those is payload. Um, so you're looking at about 66 pounds with the cube-based, where you get 110 um, per shuttle um, in that arrangement. Also, the storage type for shuttles you can accommodate both bins and cartons. So there's some some applications where you may have uh, that you don't really wanna decase your product. Um, so this, that would lend itself in that use case. Throughput, um, got different metrics here for throughput. Um, throughput's really what you want to configure off of the solution. Um, so that's really where an integration partner comes into play and uh, looks look at your throughput needs and what goods to person stations, what peripherals you need to go along with your shuttles or your Cubase storage. Next, from a facility side, um, base has, has quite a few advantages here. First of all, cubic density, you don't have the aisles between um, like the shuttles have, so that does give it a leg up. Um, also, uh, Cubase is, is more modular uh, than a shuttle system. Also, additional conveyor—you've got to have additional conveyor to uh, to make a shuttle system work. That's not necessarily always the case with a cube base solution. So, another advantage for cube base is uh, is the building building type. So, cube base is very flexible as far as shape goes. So, if you uh, if you have a, a layout that you have a a very difficult shape or you have obstacles like columns in the way, Cubase is gonna be able to build around those columns, be able to be flexible enough to fit in that shape that you have. So it's very popular for brownfield. Looking at from a facility factors, if you're dealing with freezers, Cubase isn't really designed yet, um, hasn't, hasn't made it into freezer applications yet, where there are some shuttle applications that are in freezers today. So just looking at the the key advantages in summary. So shuttles, you're gonna get more of a high bay utilization. It does go taller than your Q bay storage does. Um, It is freezer capable and cartons capable. But looking at the uh, Q bay storage, again that brownfield flexibility is really a key advantage it's easy to expand in most Q-based storage systems. You're going to be able to expand that system while you're running your current operations. So the expansion can go on simultaneous to your operations. Also, uh, the additional conveyor is optional in the Q-based storage. So it really comes down to what is your use case. So again, what fits, what makes the most sense for your business. Um, may not necessarily always be that silver bullet that everybody else is using. So moving on to order picking technology. So we see a lot uh, a lot here at the show t- today uh, around robotic piece picking. Um, voice picking and vision picking have been around for, well, voice picking's been around for a little while. Vision picking is, uh, is just now coming out Um, utilizing the augmented reality technology but looking at the uh, compounded annual growth rate forecasted for robotic piece picking it's at 16% year over year right now Uh, but this is a very new technology and there's uh, there's definitely some uh, some solutions out there that uh, really offers a unique interesting proof of concept because there's a lot of picking as you know that goes on inside of your warehouse. So some of the key drivers, so these are the same key drivers that were at the front end of the presentation. So, of course you got a labor shortage. Does anybody out there have kids? Your kids come up to you and say, Dad, I really wanna be a picker someday. That's, that's not on most people's career paths, so it's lower value work how can we transition from that lower value work to the higher value work? And this is gonna be a key technology as we move forward um, to, uh, to, to, to be able to realize that and drive that. So when you're looking at a robotic picking system, there's really three high level questions you need to ask. Is what is the strength of the artificial intelligence? What is, what is feeding their picking algorithms? How long have the picking algorithms been under development? As you know, with artificial intelligence, you need scale, and that scale is usually built over time. So that's definitely uh, one key question to ask. Also, what is the foundation of their vis- vision system? So there's a lot of, lot of advancement in vision systems today. What, what is it that's driving the feedback to that algorithm to be able to pick your, your goods autonomously, then also uh robot grip grippers and how much is a how much of a payload can they support so again uh, as i walk to uh, as I walk to this meeting, I passed probably three different uh gripper styles out there. Everybody's trying to mimic or duplicate the human hand which is which is very difficult for robotics usually those there's more, more of a gross movement or gross pick is, uh, is a lot easier when you get into those motor skills, that's, that's where it becomes difficult. So really the robot gripper, uh, it's gonna tell you a lot about the solution and, uh, and really the, the different amounts of skews that it's able to adapt to. So then what are some of the current applications for robotic piece picking? So. There uh, have been uh, robotic piece picking with put walls. Um, that actually won the award for MHI Invention Award, last Innovation Award last, uh, last year at Promat. Also, uh, sortation picking. So you're seeing, seeing robots integrated with sorters that are picking off of them. Also, it's, it's very useful in a, in a kitting process. So you could have, have a robot have uh, material set up in the round, around a robot that's picking for a, for a kit if you're selling your product in a kit fashion. Also, another, another very interesting application is, is a put to a bagger. So this is, this is strictly order consolidation where, where you're picking straight to a bagger and that's, uh, that's something that the, uh, the latest technology can handle fairly well. So really, this is one of the newer technologies we're talking about today. Really one of the key takeaways from this is you gotta start learning today. So this technology is gonna be evolving over time, but it's, it's good to get in on the early phase so you can learn and grow with the technology as it evolves. So in summary, really when you're looking at robotic solutions, keep in mind there is no silver bullet of what works for you may not work for everybody else. Focus on the use case. So, this is very key. It's very easy to get wrapped up in, in uh, really nice technology, but if you don't have the use case to apply the technology to, it's not gonna be a, uh, a good direction for your business. And as I just said, start learning today. So, as the, as the technology evolves, it's good to have at least some of the technology in your warehouse so that you're able to learn with the technology and evolve as it does as well. So that's the end of the presentation. We wanted to leave time at the end for questions. There, does anybody have any questions right now? just have a shy audience okay so if there's no questions that wraps us up thank you very much and uh, just uh, in closing the Kiker booth is booth 7215 it's uh, really close right when you come in the door so thanks a lot hope to see you soon